Hi, I'm Alex. Welcome to Reader Rambles, a weekly podcast where I ramble about bookish topics and I help readers navigate life. Welcome to episode 10. Last week, I took a week off because I just cannot have consistency. (laughs) I feel like I talk about this up a lot, so I'm probably going to go into a little bit of how I've been feeling. So we just all know that I get burned out very easily, and that is something I need to work on because I felt really good that I was able to just take a week off from the podcast and I could actually get my stuff done. I got two videos out. I'm hoping to get my TikTok ads video out this coming week. I really want it to happen because I'm, it's a good video and I'm excited. Um, so if you haven't seen my February wrap up or my February book haul slash library haul, go over to my channel and go watch it. Give it a like, comment. I would really appreciate it. I am so glad that I was able to do that. But then that's when the train leaves the station. <laughs> uh, all of my steam just goes away. I just don't have any motivation then. And that is a big issue that I deal with because I'm like, cool, I got all of this done. I've got some reels up. I also did some reading this week and I'm so happy about it. But that was all until like Wednesday. And then like, I don't feel like doing anything after that. But I also work. So I'm not like a full-time social media creator. So that is also a big thing. So that is one thing I would like to say about like being a booktuber is probably what I should have said in the Q&A a couple weeks ago that I just have a hard time. I was just watching Bethany's video. I'll link it down below, but it was like her guide to booktube and her talking about privilege and stuff. And I actually really enjoyed it. I would like to reference that when I do a booktube episode. Um, but that's kind of at, kind of where I'm at. I was kind of feeling like I, I don't know, I didn't like the topics I was doing. I think we all know that. And so I'm like, I I wouldn't want to listen to a podcast where somebody doesn't care about what they're talking about. So I think the problem for me is that I cannot schedule things. I have a content calendar where I try and schedule things, but it just doesn't happen. Um, so I think I'm just going to give myself some goals that I can actually achieve rather than like, oh, uploading every week because I am weekly on the podcast. So I am doing something weekly, but the main channel is not really getting that priority because I'm, I'm one person. I edit all my videos, I record. So it's a lot to edit two things at once. Um, so that's just kind of where I'm at. And I'm just going back to the drawing board and going to just make this podcast more of like what I want it to be. So I'm excited for next week's episode. If you follow me on social media, you might have like a clue of what's coming, but I'm super excited for next week's episode. If you ever have a submission for a topic you would like me to talk about, a bookish topic, there is a form down below, or you could just like message me or something like that. I'm totally fine with that. I'm always looking for new things, especially if it's just maybe like a question, because then I can just like make that a whole thing. But I'm super excited for next week's episode if it is able to happen. But 
it's going to be pretty cool. So that is where I'm at. That's why I wasn't here last week, but you can go and watch my main channel content. My channel is Pucks and Paperbacks, and let's get into what I'm currently reading. So hello, it is Friday, March 11th at 10.30 a.m. I finished, did I finish two books this week? I think I did. I think I did. I've, I've done a lot of reading this week, so I don't have the memory. So Curitathon started, and I guess, I guess I did. I mean, I guess I should check my reading log that I updated. I can't believe I actually can't remember if I've read anything. Yes. So I, if you saw my library haul, I am participating in Middle Grade March and Curitathon. This week is Curitathon. It ends on the 13th. So if you saw my library haul, I talked about how I am participating in Curitathon and Middle Grade March, so if you want to know more information about that, go watch that video. But I finished two books this week, two Middle Grade. I finished The Mouse and the Motorcycle by Beverly Cleary, which I really enjoyed, and now I am on the hunt to just collect all of her books. I got two at the thrift store. Well, there's this new used bookstore around me. They said that they've been open for three months and I love it. I'm going to give them all my books and it is just this woman who is there and it's such a cool place. I love it and it is called, I guess I won't say what it's called, but it is cute and I'm so happy. If you have been listening to the podcast since the very beginning. I've talked about how my Barnes & Noble is not close to me anymore and we were driving one day and I saw this banner that said bookstore and I was like oh my god bookstore because we don't get bookstores where I'm from. Like I said in that one episode of where I buy books I have to go like 20-30 minutes to go to a bookstore. So the fact that there's one literally right around the corner from me is both dangerous and exciting at the same time. I'm so happy about it. So I collected some Beverly Cleary books there, but I read The Mouse and the Motorcycle. It was really good. I appreciated it. It was from 1965, so it was for the Middle Grade March Challenge to read a book that is older than you. It is 29 years older than me, so I enjoyed that. Beverly Cleary has always been my favorite author as a kid. I would go to the library and always pick up her books, so now I just want to read all of them. I also, you're not going to believe this, but I think it was on Tuesday. I started When You Trap a Tiger because it is a library copy I got through Libby. And it said like seven days left and I was like, oh shit, I have to read it. And I was like, wait, I could read it for Curitathon and for Middle Grade March. So I read it in one day. And you're probably like, what? <laughs> because I've established so many times that I'm such a slow reader, but this was, you just know when a book's good and you just want to abandon everything. That is my favorite feeling. And that is what this book did to me. It was amazing. I will be talking about it further in my March wrap-up, so I don't want to talk too much about it, but highly recommend it. I cried a lot. Uh, it's about grief, and it's about death, so <laughs> trigger warning, but oh my god, it was amazing. It won the Newbery last year, 2021, and rightfully so, because it was fantastic. When have I ever finished a book in one day? Uh, probably not in a long time and I mean more so like not like a comic book or something like that like a freaking well I mean middle grade is obviously easy to read but like for me a middle grade 
would probably take me like a whole week to read or maybe at least like more than maybe like three days. <laughs> I was reading it on my iPad and I was like, oh my god, I love this and I need to find out what happens. And there I was at 11.30 p.m. finishing the book, crying and mad that I didn't have tissues and just feeling, just feeling pain. But it was so good. Oh my god, I can't wait to read the author's other books. And I was just vibing that day. I was so glad that I got a whole day where I just read. It was after work and I finished work around like 2 p.m. And so I just was like, okay, we're going to be reading today. And guess what? I did. And then the burnout began. <laughs> then I started the group book for Creedathon, which is a novella. It's literally 85 pages. And I think I've only gotten like 20 pages in. I just could not focus. But this whole thing brought up like a new video idea that I'm gonna start, so that's fun. But I've been really enjoying reading sprints lately. I have like to be in the mood for them, but I've been like watching them and participating. So I am going to be hosting two this month on my channel. One is on December 19th at 1 p.m. Eastern and then they, these are both Saturdays, and then the second one is going to be the week after that, Saturday, March 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern, and they will all be, like, about two hours, and, um, it's gonna be a fun time. I'm excited to host them again because I did have a lot of fun, and I'm excited for this new video idea that has come from this whole reading thing. The problem with me is that I can only focus on one thing at a time, when it comes to like interests. So maybe I'm super into The Sims and I don't feel like doing anything. Right now, I am loving Joshua Bassett, by the way. I've just been listening to his music. He's freaking great. I love him and I think he's awesome. His music is so good. And so that is something that I've been enjoying lately. Um, but I am currently reading one of my graphic novels, or this is more of a comic book that I got from the library, and this is Cook Korean. I I don't know if it has page. Yeah, I am 32 pages in, and it is the coolest book that I've ever seen. It is the coolest thing. It is a comic book with recipes. It's like a cookbook, but a comic book, and I just want every cookbook to be a comic book now because it is just so cool. I love it so much. I'm taking my time with it because it is a cookbook. So like if you're watching on video, you can see that there's like all of these pictures and illustrations of like how it works. And it is just awesome. It is so great. I'm loving it so much. And I, I just love it. I want every cookbook to be like this for now on. And so I'm hoping to spend the weekend reading. Also on Sunday, I am going to be doing my book discussion with my book club on Patreon. It is the Rainbow Book Club where we read queer books bi-monthly and it is a rainbow theme. So we're reading every color of the rainbow. We started in February with red and then April will be orange and so forth. 
And I am excited. We're going to be talking about our February pick, which was Upright Women Wanted. The problem with me with audiobooks is I like to listen to podcasts and music when I work. So like, but let's get into today's episode. That is all that I'm reading. Let me know what you're reading in the comments. If you've read any of the books that I've mentioned, let me know and go and subscribe to my YouTube channel and subscribe to the Reader Rambles YouTube channel. The link is down below if you're on audio or if you're on you if you're on YouTube, please hit subscribe down below <laughs> and give this video a thumbs up. Uh, but let's just get into the episode. It is episode 10 and I have a lot planned. Okay, so that is me. I hope you're all doing well and let's get into the episode. Today it is episode 10 and I am going to be reacting to a BuzzFeed list of 10 YA books turning 10 this year and I did record this once and then I gave up so I am a little bit more prepared for this one so let's just get into it. I'll also have this list linked down below if you are interested in it. Okay let's get into this. Now this started with John Green tweeting on January 10th, 2022, The Fault in Our Stars was published 10 years ago today. What a weird decade. Thank you to all who have read it and all who will. I am overwhelmed with gratitude. And oh my gosh, wow, good for John because what, wow, that means that I have been a reader for that that long probably <laughs> um because if you watched my video on how I became a reader you will know that John Green is a big part of my reading journey I started with Will Grayson Will Grayson as did a lot of people when they commented on that episode which I think is so funny that Will Grayson Will Grayson was just our start <laughs> I love that um but The Fall in Our Stars was the start of my booktube channel and stuff. I actually started with a blog and then I became a booktuber because I wanted to make YouTube videos and then that's all happened. So if you want to know more about my booktube journey, you can go and watch that episode or listen to it. And I talk all about how I became a reader, my reading comprehension, how school basically screwed me over, and how I became a booktuber. So yeah, I guess it doesn't really surprise me that it's been 10 years, but it's very nostalgic. But it is a very nostalgic feeling, and I have a prop <laughs> because I did pull this out when I recorded this all before, but I have talked about this in that episode about how I did start reading because of John Green and The Fault in Our Stars coming out. I think my first blog post was like a movie review or something like that of this, uh, or it was a book review, I think, of To All the Boys Love Before. And I remember making like a video when I went to see the movie and stuff. And I, like I said, I have posters and all, but I have this and I'm trying to pull up my OBS, but I have this. I think I'm going to put in like a whole video. Um, I'll put in like a better a clip of it or like maybe like a picture but this I got this bracelet when I went to see the movie with my friend and it just says the fault in our stars the text is so small I can't see <laughs> um 65614 so the movie 
I went to, or I guess the movie came out around that time. So I went to the movie theater with my friend. We went to go and see it. Then there was a Q&A with the, uh, well, we, obviously the people weren't there, but like we watched like it on the video. There was like a video of all of the actors talking and like a Q&A and stuff. And it was just such a cool time. And like I've said before, I think I said it this in an episode before, but I just wish that we still had that, you know, like I just want that just to have like a bookish party where we all watch like any book adaptation, but also just going to the theater and like getting this, these kind of things is fun. I, I just enjoy it. So that's my Faulkner star story. <laughs> I think a lot of us have started with John Green. Um, and it's cool that he actually, he's on TikTok and I'm loving his TikToks by the way. Weird tangent, but I really enjoy it. I am loving them so much. Like, he's awesome, and apparently he's starting to write another book. I still need to read the Anthropocene Reviewed. I wanted to read it this month, but I don't think it's gonna happen. So I want to be dedicated to my stack of library books in middle grade March, but I do want to read the Anthropocene Reviewed hopefully next month in April. Um, I just thought of my video that's gonna be happening next month that I'm not going to say out loud. <laughs> I want some of my stuff to be secretive and especially want it to be secretive because if I say it and then it doesn't happen then I feel guilty. But um, yeah, John Green, he's the best. Really enjoying him on TikTok. He said that he's, he's in the middle of writing a new book. He's attempting, he's starting, and he had a TikTok about how <laughs> he like went to write one of his books in a cabin and he ended up getting locked out and because he was just having like brain fog and like wasn't sure what he was reading he texted his wife and she was like why don't you just go outside that'll help you and then he said he ended up getting locked out of the cabin it's really funny go and watch his tiktok i really am enjoying him and i we just love john green he's the best and now let's go on I know when I looked on, I, I know when I looked at this list before, I just was hit with a bunch of like sci-fi books that I didn't read, but they're just ones that like shaped booktube in 2014, so I will still react to it. It says, release date was January 10th, 2012. Like most teenagers of the 2010s, I too made this book my entire personality when it came out. Let me just say, I can't believe it came out in 2012. Why do I feel like it came out? earlier than that. Like, obviously, I'm not saying that this is wrong. It's clearly right, but it just feels like it came out not in 2012, but I guess it did because I started Booktube in 2014 when the movie was coming out, so I guess that would make sense. Um, like most teenagers of the 2010s, I too made this book my entire personality when it came out. Um, it just, I, I reread my review of this maybe like last year or something like that, and it just shows how far I've come in reviewing because that review was shit. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> the book made us all cry became a New York Times bestseller inspired two movie adaptations in the US and India. Now I didn't know that at all. I think that's a cool fact. I had no idea about that and has had a lasting legacy in these 10 years. Fun fact, did you know that the title was inspired by a line in the Shakespeare play Julius Caesar? And no, I did not. I did not know that because I am just not into classics and like I'm not an I was not an English major. 
<laughs> Next is Cinder. That's a book I didn't read, but I know it's popular. Um, and I do know it also has its problematic. This list really just shows the books that did not age well. I do know that there's a lot of problems with this series that people have brought up, like people of color have brought up. Um, and so, I don't know. Cinder, I didn't read either, so this list kind of is meaningless to me. Some, like, kind of, but hey, maybe some of you have and it's nostalgic. I have never read it. I probably won't. Um, Ariandante, that's another one that I have just learned in, I think, like, the last couple of months. One of my, some of my trans friends have brought up that this book is f so transphobic. It really is. And apparently the sequel is as well. I had a copy of it and it is is no more. I donated it and we don't want it anymore. But one book I can talk about, a book series, is The Selection by Kiara Cass. I'm super excited for this to be adapted. This this series was my whole personality when it was really big on booktube in the day, <laughs> back in the day. And I don't know. I thought it was fun. I am not a big person to read series unless it's like comic book series. I don't really like reading book series. I just would rather read a standalone sometimes. I mean, I'm fine with series, but it's not something that I gravitate towards and pick up. But mainly I think because I read contemporary and usually there's not a contemporary series unless it's by Jenny Han. <laughs> um, but we have this um, it says, another solid entry in the dystopian book list. The selection series has had a long career with the recent spinoff series, The Betrothed. I didn't read that. I just read the first three books and that was fine with me. A fine combination of The Hunger Games and The Bachelor. This book came out around the time when, when picking your team in the love triangle was a badge of honor and readers were sporting Team Aspen or Team Maxon stickers and gifts on Tumblr blogs, but was anyone really Team Aspen though? Like if you've read the book, were you really ever Team Aspen? Because if you were, then you really need to kind of check yourself <laughs> because Aspen was very, very toxic. <laughs> That's all I remember is when me and my friends would read it, we were just like, this guy sucks. Um, I think it was Team Maxon all the way for me anyway, but I am really excited for that book series to be adapted. Um, next is Codename Verity. I know of this book, but I didn't read it. Apparently, it's a historical fiction. Um, no. I was thinking there was one book that I had to read for, like, a YA literature class that I took in college, but I don't think this was the book. Shadow and Bone, that apparently came out on June 5th, 2012. Again, not something I will read. What surprised me was that Throne of Glass is 10 years old, but that also kind of makes sense to me because this was all the rage on booktube back in the day. <laughs> like 2013-2014 booktube was all about Throne of Glass and I feel like they, some of them still are about this series, so you know, what are you gonna do about it? Every Day by David Levithan is another one that was adapted and I didn't read, but it was one of my favorite books. And I talked about this when I recorded this before, but I think it is mainly because, now this is just such a me thing, but at this time, 
Uh, the hockey team that I really enjoy and follow, well, <laughs> I don't enjoy them right now. Well, I'm not enjoying them at the moment. <laughs> the, the hockey team that I'm a fan of had a goalie, Steve Mason. There is a character in this book, Steve Mason, and I think that that is why I love this book. <laughs> and that is just such a me, and that is such a me thing. I listen. Steve Mason was a fine goalie. I really enjoyed him. He got snubbed from the team. Well, I think he actually wanted to leave, but I met I I miss him. He was good. I enjoyed him, and I think that is why I really enjoyed this book. But also some of the. Uh, tropes and just kind of the whole book itself kind of makes sense when I kind of look back on a lot of things that I read like Symptoms of Being Human was one of my favorite books and it's just so funny to me because I didn't know I was trans until I was 23 or like around that time and like um it just all makes sense when you look back on it I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that but this was about a and Rhiannon and how they fall in love again and again. A has no gender, but they are waking up in this in a different body every day. So it says the conceptual idea of a character like A who has no gender and is able to float from body to body was so new at the time and questioned presumptions of gender and sexuality in such a unique way. And I I don't know, this isn't a book that I would go back to and read. I don't have really any commentary besides the fact that I loved it because Steve Mason was in it. <laughs> but I, it's just, is funny to me how some of these books that do talk about gender and kind of like being out of the box and stuff like that, like experimenting with things, I guess I should say. It is ironic to me how a lot of the books that I read in 2014 and 2015 were some books where the characters were trans or gender non-conforming and I just was obsessed with those books and it's so funny to me that I really had no clue. <laughs> At, I really had no clue that that was why. Um, but yeah, Steve Mason <laughs> is, that's how I uh, remember that book. The Raven Boys by Maggie Steve Otter is a series that I do want to read. This came out September 18th, 2012. A lot of 2012s. Oh, the hold these boys had on us. You know what? I'm actually surprised. I mean, maybe it didn't come out in 2012, but Mara Dyer was a big one. And I'm surprised that that is actually not on this list. Uh, when did this come out? Oh, this came out in 2015. Is that, is that true? <laughs> no, it says 2011 it was published. Okay, so maybe that's why it's not on this list, but that was like a big one. I remember reading the first book and it's still a book that I can like vividly remember some of the things that happened, but I never finished the series. That's my problem with series is that I just never finished them. <laughs> I think that's why I don't read them, but... Um, The Raven Boys I haven't read, but I do actually want to because I feel like I would like it. The Darkest Minds by Alexandra Bracken was also everybody's personality on booktube in the day. 20 to- <laughs> in that, um, oh, this also says some more. I didn't even realize that. Um, so this is the last book, but this also became a movie adaptation. 
Um, this was also fantasy and dystopian. It was, it was really popular on booktube at that time. A lot of my friends that I was friends with were like obsessed with this series. And, um, the one, the one character, I, <laughs> I'm saying that so vaguely because I didn't read it. So I don't really remember. I think his name is Liam, but I could be totally wrong about that. Um, and then it says some more that are turning 10 are Grave Mercy by Robin Lefevers. I'm probably saying that wrong, but I've literally never heard of that book before. My Life Next Door by Huntley Fitzpatrick. I remember that one also being very popular. Someone had gifted it, gifted it to me, like one of my friends, but I never ended up reading it. I think I donated it. <laughs> Next is Slammed by Colleen Hoover. I've only read two of her books, Ugly Love, which I really didn't enjoy at all. And then I read It Ends With Us, which I do think is one of her best books, which is really popular right now which is so weird to me, but it's really popular on book talk. And also this girl that I follow from like actual, just like mainstream YouTube, she's been reading Colleen Hoover books. And it's just weird when I see like mainstream YouTube, like reading books. <laughs> it's so weird. Like a lot of mainstream YouTubers are like becoming booktubers now. Like Haley Fom, she is a booktuber now, basically. Like she has like a booktube or not, I don't know if she's a booktuber, but she makes a lot of book videos. Like, I've seen her in my recommended a lot of her just being like, I read 15 books in 24 hours or something like that. <laughs> don't quote me on that. I don't know if it's correct, but she does videos like that. And that is also something I would like to, like, do. I don't know if I'm the person to really talk about it, but I would love to, like, have maybe an episode where I talk to somebody about, like, why are videos that are about reading books for 24 hours so popular. Like there are so many videos that I see that are like, I read like 12 books in 24 hours or something like that. And I just see that like 24 hour challenges and stuff like that are so popular. And like, honestly, if you can do it, good for you. I did it with novellas, but I had to time myself. So it really took a little bit longer than 24 hours probably, but I was tracking the 24 hours, but hey, good for you. But I would like to like kind of discuss that of like why like the pressure, no, I don't, it's not pressure, but like why is it so popular to read so much is really the thing because I'm trying to do quantity over quality, but it's hard being a booktuber because I'm like, oh shit, I only read only read four books. So I'm only going to be talking about that, which is such a bad mindset to have. Now, let's continue because I think that was actually it, but we also have a couple more. Hold on. Yeah, here we are. The Diviners by Libba Bray. I remember that being very popular. It's historical fiction. I'm not really into that, but here's a... And then there's two others that I don't know, but this one author is pretty... I kind of feel like I know this author. This is Under the Never Sky by Veronica Rossi. Wait, I think I do know this. Yeah, the cover's really, uh, it's familiar. <laughs> this is a familiar cover for sure. This was a sci-fi book. And I remember, I think that I actually mentioned this in my video where I, I like made like a parody kind of video about the books that I'm bringing to Area 51. <laughs> Definitely go and watch that video if you haven't, because that's actually one of my favorites. It's really funny. I really liked it. Um, Pushing the Limits, I think, is a romance. Another one that was popular was um, 
Beautiful Disasters by Jamie McGuire, I think her name is. I read that like one book, but it was a series and I never finished it. And apparently the author is not a very good person. So <laughs> like I said, this list, some of the books did not age well. That's it. <laughs> so that's the list. Let me know if any of these were your favorites. And if any of these books got you into reading, I would love to know. I feel like John Green was a big part of a lot of us starting to read. Like I said, Will Grayson, Will Grayson. A lot of people had said that that was a book that they started with when they were uh, starting to read again. So now I am going to do a fun thing where you sent me assumptions about me. <laughs> so I asked you on Twitter and I think also maybe on my community tab. I'm not sure, but I do know it was like Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on on those socials if you want to be a part of things. I, I'm thinking of doing a newsletter for the podcast, so if that happens, I'll let you know. But I feel like that would be a little bit easier for you to kind of know when episodes are up and when I kind of need things. My assumption is that you love reading horror books. And actually, I do. I really enjoy them. I'm so excited because my library, I just got in a hold for on Libby. I got my hold in for My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones and I'm so excited for that. I'm really excited. Apparently there's going to be a sequel to the book so I'm prepared. I'm super ready. If you watched my video where I read horror books, I love them. I'm obsessed. I don't know if I would read them like just regularly as a genre because you know I love contemporary and I love reading about sports so I would never stop doing that but if you give me a horror sports book that would be cool. Now that would be cool. I'm thinking about like zombies and sports. I would love that. I've said this before like like a while like a, maybe a while ago like a couple years ago. I love zombie books. I think that's why I loved Night at the Mannequins. <laughs> I just like give me a zombie. I love zombies. I love horror. Sign me up. I really do. So that was a true assumption. So thank you for that. Then I also went on Twitter, which you can follow me at Pucks Paperbacks. I talk about uh, a lot of sports stuff there. Uh, a lot of hockey I share there. I also just share my videos and uh, some stuff over there. You secretly hope that every book will mention hockey in some fashion. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you, you hit it. You hit it on the, you hit the nail on the head. I do. My friend, I think I talked about this in maybe like the last episode that my friend Asher Reed told me that, um, Kiss and Tell by, uh, Adib Karam actually is about a hockey player and you know that I am so ready for that book. I think I am gonna buy it with my Barnes & Noble gift card, but I'm not sure what I'm gonna do yet, but I'm excited to read it. And you also get inspired when sweets are mentioned in great detail. Oh my god, listen, you guys know me. You know me very well, and I, I'm proud of myself for that. <laughs> I'm proud of myself for that. I... Um, when I was reading When You Trap a Tiger, there is a lot of, like, Korean food that are mentioned, like, rice cakes and stuff like that, and I am not, like, a big, I'm not a big, like, Chinese food fan or anything like that. Obviously, I know that they're not the same thing, but I'm not a fan of, like, rice and stuff like that, and so 
I am over here and I'm like, wait, I, this actually sounds good. Also, they were eating chocolate pudding and I haven't, I haven't had chocolate pudding in a long time, but did I want it? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, I did. Um, but you're so right. I, I think that I like food, like food and books is great, but also can make you so hungry. Like I'll be reading a book. I remember once I was like, it was recently I was reading a book and it mentioned pizza and I was like, all I want is pizza now. Like, I just want to eat pizza while I read this book. And yeah, so you're so right. Thank you for that comment because you're very right. And my friend Michelle says, you like a happily ever after, which is true to some extent, depending on the book. I've said this before. I like I'm fine with ambiguous endings, but it depends on the book. If I'm like really enjoying the book and then it just ends with an ambiguous ending, I'm going to be so mad. Like I remember I was reading um, a thriller before and then like it had an ambiguous ending and I was so pissed off because I was like, then why, why waste my time? <laughs> I The whole time I'm reading this, th this thriller book is because I want to know who actually did it, who done it. You don't even find out who done it because it, there's just an ambiguous ending at the end and that shit pisses me off um but yes if I'm in a good mood and I'm just looking for a book that is gonna make me happy I like a happily ever after I like when there's like a nice finish at the end I appreciate it it's good I would never leave any of my books unfinished on a cliffhanger at all those are all the assumptions that I got. If you want me to do this again, just comment them down below and maybe I'll do them in next week's episode or just when I have a solo episode coming out. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna try and get guests. I really want to try and get guests. So if there's any booktubers that would like to come on and talk to me about things, definitely let me know, hit me up. And if you, the viewer, have any booktubers that you would like me to talk to, or even like a book talker, bookstagram or whatever, let me know. I would love to just talk to people. I think it would be more fun to do like book topics where I have somebody else's input. So I've been kind of planning it behind the scenes. So I'm hoping to have a guest next week. Don't like we're trying to figure it out, but I'm super excited. Follow me on Instagram at and Twitter because what I'm going to be doing for guest episodes is just be like, hey, uh, if you have any questions for this person, we're talking about this topic. If you want us to answer anything, please let me know. Also, if you're a patron, I always put that in the Discord as well. And I'm like, hey, anybody want to help me? Want some feedback? Um, would love to help you out. Um, I, well, I would love for you to help me out. So those are some of the things that are hopefully going to be coming to the podcast. I'm super excited. Let me see if there's anything else I wanted to talk about. I think besides like the whole guest thing, I wanted to ask if you have any guests to comment them down below. So I think instead of advice, because I haven't gotten any, but it's, that's totally fine. If you want to send a problem and you want my advice on it, you can send it to readerramblespodcast at gmail.com. It'll all be anonymous, but I will end every episode now with a question because instead of doing advice, <laughs> since I have gotten any, I'm just going to end with a question. So what guests would you like to see on the podcast? Let me know. And if there's any topics you would like, like for instance, if you're going to recommend a booktuber, be like, oh, um, I recommend this person and I would like for you to, to talk about this. 
and just give me a topic and a booktuber. It would be awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening, and I'm hoping that we get some better things happening with the podcast. Like I said, it's my first ever podcast. It's going to be hard sometimes, especially when I'm just doing it myself. So I would like to bring some guests on to talk about stuff and I'm super excited. So so that was episode 10 of Reader Rambles. Thank you so much for listening. If you ever want to send in it, if you ever have a problem and you want to send if you ever have a problem and you want my advice, you can send it to readerramblespodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on YouTube at Pucks and Paperbacks, Instagram at Pucks and Paperbacks, and I'm Pucks Paperbacks on Twitter because there is not enough limit. There's not a big, there's not enough limits to have the whole thing. So that's it. Thank you for listening. Hopefully we'll have a guest next week. If you're on Apple Podcasts, I'd really appreciate if you could leave me a review. It would be really cool. I would appreciate it so more people can learn about this podcast. And if you're enjoying it, share it with your friends. That's it for today. If you want to become a patron, you can pledge $1 and you will get episodes every Sunday. And yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. I hope you're all having a great week and I will see you later. We're next week, actually. Bye.